You're listening to The Divide, right here on The Gambler. He's angling. Oh, he's regretting. Oh, he's pale. You're the man. Oh, that's hysterical. That is so good. <laughs> Welcome back to the divide. Uh, you know, if you follow us on YouTube at give us a shot network and uh, you're following along tonight, you would witness history in the making. Almost history. Almost history. Fair yeah. point. That's Sean Bernard. We are here with the man of the honor, the guy who had the gonads to even attempt this feat, uh, Mr. Ty Edwards. What's up, Ty? What's up, man? It was, I, it was historical. It was my most watermelon I've ever eaten. Yeah. So I broke my own personal record. There you go. So it was definitely historical. I would be more concerned if there was a time in your life where you had eaten more watermelon than that <laughs> for no reason. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, dude, it was so cool. It was awesome watching you. Also, for people who don't know on the air, uh, it, Sean was came right into the studio and told us like, "Yo, he hit he nothing but net with the vomit." So. <laughs> It was coming out midair. It still found its way to go off the rim and in. It found its way into the hole there. 100% shooting percentage for Ty. Yeah. No, it, it got. I got a little bit out. I cleaned it up. Yeah. It wasn't a lot, but it was a lot. It was a good amount of projectile. Mm. But I definitely got 99% of it in. I, I knew where the where the can was. I was. No. I was prepared to go there. Good field awareness. Last, yeah, I was prepared no. to go there. Last minute, you decided to actually sit at a bar stool. And earlier we talked about you wanted to stand. Do you think that affected anything or? No. Well, the plan was that was a plan to sit, to start sitting. Good. And then stand. Okay. That definitely was the plan the whole time. All right. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Look, like uh, I just lost my headphones, but I'll get them back. Uh, This was awesome. This was absolutely nuts. Uh, You know, EMTs were here. Uh, You know, (laughs) they took a uh, picture of me. As you heard from Sean Brace, there was, uh, you know, living rooms filled with people, which was nuts. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we just talked to your daughter. My daughter witnessed it firsthand. Uh, you know, it, it's just really cool, man. And to do this for our network is is nuts. Yeah. No, a lot of people, I mean, to my surprise, a lot of people watched and uh, got a lot mm-hmm. of messages. Shout out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my neighbor, Ray. Shout out to... Um, you know, I see my family, my mom, and, and, yeah. and her boyfriend. Chris was in the comments. Was what was watching? Yeah, he was in the comments. So I mean, tons of people were watching, man, and and uh, I felt the love. You know, I felt the love. I I wish I could have. I guess I wish I could have. I could have broke the record, but I'm not gonna lie. I knew I knew that I was not gonna break that record. <laughs> like I trained for a month. I I guess I should have trained longer, but in reality, I didn't want to. I did not. I did not want to train longer. I didn't <laughs> want to eat that much. I ate way more than I wanted to eat the past month. Right. And um, I didn't even get close in terms of 13 pounds. My training was the most I ate was six and a half pounds. And um, that was tough. It was freaking rough, man. Yeah. It was like it was painful. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine that, you know, like uh, and th- there's been nights where like I'm like, I shouldn't eat that much. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But to know that you're mentally preparing for something like that and then going to physically do it is nuts. I just wanted to see how, how high I could go. I just want to see, the, you know, how much yeah. can I get down, get down. I didn't throw up at all in training. You know, no. we were talking to Corey about it. You know, I was like, man, I can eat more, you know, because I didn't throw up in training. I, were I, you timing yourself in training? Yeah. 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 I okay. timed myself. I ate six and a half and, uh, you know, 
I mean, I, I was on pace. I was definitely on pace. Even yeah. six and a half, I was on pace. If I would have did what I did the first half again, I would have definitely. I was on pace to do thirteen. Yeah. And, and yeah, you yeah, tore twenty o'clock left. Yeah, the but it's first just, six yeah, minutes. I start, you start was... slowing down. Is this too much? Yeah, it's way too much food, man. My stomach is not yeah. that big, bro. Germ, germ chimed in, and the first six minutes, we were like, "This dude's gonna do this," you know? Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god!" Out the gate, strong, uh, for sure. very strong, very strong. I put on a good show. I just, I was, I mean, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't not trying. I'm trying. I, you know, it's like you know, maybe, you know, maybe. I guess I, there was a one percent chance. I was like, you know what? Maybe I could just stretch it out. I mean, I could just keep going, but I knew I was gonna throw up. I really, that's what I said. I knew what a trash can was. I was like, I'm either gonna do this or I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop. No, nah, and I, you know, that I'm happy that one, like every time I, uh, since the silliest podcast that I've ever done, you've always made me look so good. So, like, I tried my hardest one to just try to get it, you yeah. know, and you still, you came, you fixed a few things, but I was like, at least I got the, the, the fabric down you know yeah, what i mean between between you and germ mm-hmm. the setup was amazing yeah the setup i felt like a million cool. i felt like a million dollars like looking at it, i was like yo, yeah i felt legit yeah. we felt like we was we was definitely like supposed to be on prime time tv but we pretty much were we, we were, were we, we were really were time. we really were and the so, funniest thing is i feel like there would have been even more eyes if it wasn't you know a, a thursday night uh when school's starting for a lot of <laughs> americans right now so Dude, it was it was so cool. More people will watch it. We're gonna, you know, we Yo, start the replay. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna cut up. Yeah. Uh, Sean, yeah. Shout out to Sean Bernard with the, with the camera. We're Man, gonna, we have was, some good footage, so we're yeah. we're gonna have some good content to show. Um, you the know, afterwards, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, some of the people in the audience in studio at the time was just talking like, "I've never seen that much." <laughs> like they talked like it was that doll that throws up or whatever, and just kept going like, uh, "What is that?" Or um, the anti not the uh, exorcist oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i heard i heard you i heard you guys make a comment but i had my my earbuds on but i heard you make a comment when i ate the waterman off the floor yeah honesty integrity dude your dad is gamemanship uh, I, yo i was and, not letting and, uh, i was not gonna let any yeah, piece not go down no that was that was uh that showed your integrity right there that showed that that uh, you know and i made a comment about Derek jeter acting like the ball hit him and he went tried to go to first <laughs> yeah like and it didn't hit him so i was like that's the difference our guys versus your guys uh you know and it, dude absolutely crazy <laughs> i've never experienced anything like that uh and that's that's what we do as as a network that's what we do as as a company we try to make things that you know we try to think outside the box at all times and uh dude it's awesome from the watch parties to this it's been so cool, and uh, you know, like you said, it's it. it I I'm just speechless, man. Because like one, glad we didn't have to use the EMTs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and I, I'm glad everybody got to watch that. And you went out like a champ. Like you can't, you didn't, uh, you know, go out in the first round. You you went solid six seven rounds right there and Left it uh, all on the floor for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yo, shouts to Corey. He gave me listen. That was probably the best advice I got. Was Corey saying, "Yo, eat the smaller." Finish the smaller bowl first, because I was gonna go for the big. I was really gonna go for the big bowl, but in reality, right. there's no way I was gonna eat ten pounds. So like, I wouldn't have finished that bowl. Uh, the fair, fact that I fair. finished the bowl, you drank a bowl, we and now finished have that it. On content. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, great kinda, feeling for me. I'm like, yeah. I finished that. I got that out the way. Three. That was three and a third. Three point three three pounds exactly. That. So bowl. there, Still there's a this, lot of watermelon right there. Three yeah. three <laughs> there's this pizzeria, and like you eat the whole pie, and I asked them to slice it in smaller slices. It's Babe because, Ruth, old Babe Ruth quote, or no, 
Oh. Uh, Yogi Bear. Yogi, Yogi Bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut the pizza into four. I'm not hungry enough to eat eight tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but I did the reverse. I cut it into 16. Okay. And I'd roll them up and eat them like they're little Tostitos. <laughs> and the lady's like, you're going to get this just because you're a genius. And I was like, all right, whatever. So I would have done pound by pound, you know, mm-hmm. but just because that's the only way I would have been able to. But also mentally, that would suck, too, because you would know you're five bowls in. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, so I don't know. But, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat, as as I would say. Yeah. Uh, but look, it, dude, absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, I'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't have the two smartest Sixers fans that I've ever met in my life in, in my studio and not talk some Sixers. Uh, what's going on? How do you feel about the team? Are you in a rebuild or what? They don't know what they're even doing. Uh, ben Simmons is out of here talking like he wants oh to come back. Oh, my goodness. That's been the, the latest pot-stirring moment, which is crazy. I can't believe I'm still talking about Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Um, James Harden is kind of here. Who knows? We're not allowed to look at the roster, according to Daryl Morey. So, yeah, it's not not good vibes in the Sixers universe, though. No. Yeah, I can't. You, you mentioned the word rebuild. We're definitely not there. I can't no. say that. We have to trade in beach for us to be there. As long as we haven't beat on our team, we are contenders. Playoffs. We are yeah, playoffs sure. definitely. And then top six seed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as long as we haven't beat on a roster, and you know, we we can definitely go into rebuild phase at any moment right now, though. At any moment in time. Scary. Because with Harden with this mess with Harden, it's like and B can easily be wanting to be out the door at any moment in, in time as well. So seeing that Ben Simmons quote and stuff, man, today earlier, that was crazy. <laughs> Like I don't know how that could, I don't know how that could happen. There's no, it can't. I think it, it can't happen. There's no, no that breakup was way too rough. No, it's yeah. too much. The fans hate him. Like, well, the craziest thing to me is the the way this James Harden stuff is going is very clearly making people like soften up on Ben Simmons of like, Fair. like now that now we have a new villain, I guess that now James Harden's this guy causing yeah. problems. That it's like, well, at least. I don't know, Ben. We had some good. We had more good moments with Ben Simmons. Than we had good moments with James Harden, and most of that's just because of the length of time that they were here. Yeah. But I definitely see like a significant change in the perception of Ben Simmons, who has spoken pretty positively about Philadelphia of recent, which is surprising, and I hate it. And it's all PR coached, absolutely. But it is what it is, and it blows my mind that there's been kind of a narrative change. Yeah, I look like you never know what you got till it's gone. And that goes on both sides, right? So yeah. the player or even the team. But in this sense, like, yeah, it's not like he went out and performed like you guys thought he was when you signed him to that crazy contract. Uh, you know, because I remember when we created stuff about sports, the first post was that signing of Ben Simmons. Was it? Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah, 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 it was. Dude, the first episode, we gassed up about this man. So yeah. there was a time where the... Uh, it, it felt like this guy was. Yo, he's, you know, he was supposed to be LeBron. Yo, he was supposed to be LeBron. Yeah. Well, he hit his peak at like 22 years old. That was the best. Yeah. And even like last year is last year he was worse with the Nets than he ever was with the Sixers. That he's yeah. a shell of himself as a player. That yeah. he, he averaged 6.9 points per game last year. And like, no, he was never a scorer. But now there's just no threat of offense whatsoever. And I get all the talk about the back getting healthier stuff like that. But like, I just don't see it. And all this like. The new, you know, shirtless videos of him shooting jumpers coming out and all that in the offseason propaganda. We're in the same cycle of Ben Simmons. And I think it's like there's a certain point where you're either cut for it and you're built for it or you're not. And this guy very clearly is just not. Yo, that's that's it right there. He's not built for it, man. And the back issue, I, I used to go to a chiropractor. And one of the main things he talks about is stress. 
he's like, yo, that plays a big factor in your back pain. Like, because mm-hmm. he would like, you know, do the massages or whatever. Then he would like, literally be our therapist. He would like, ask me about my life. And then like later I learned, I'm actually working with, we work together now. I'm putting his website. And uh, you learn about, you know, these different issues with your body. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like his back issues isn't all physical, man. It's mental. Yeah. He's not his back. He's always have back issues. He's always going to have back issues because he's a punk. And he's not built. <laughs> nice clean. He's not built. I want to say yeah, right. No, no. He, he's not built for the the bright lights and the NBA and be, ha- having people expect a lot out of him. Like he 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 just relies on you know his 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 God given talent and not you know get, not going above and beyond that. And that, like he's not built for it. That's always been the root of everything with him. Is it's all mental stuff. He shot thirty four percent from the free throw line in the playoffs. That is not a physical issue. Every single human being can shoot 34% from yeah. the free throw line. Yeah. It's just you're in your own head and it spirals. And that's been the thing with him. And Facts. that that takes like as much as like we can write that off and identify it as that, that honestly may be harder to fix than any sort of like physical issue yeah. or area of your game. That takes a whole lot of first off like self-reflection of I need to change this. I need to fix this. Right. To actually take those steps is a whole nother thing. We don't want to see him in the gym. We want to see him on a therapist couch. For real. We we don't want to see him shirtless. We want to see him with the shirt on, sitting with the with the counselor. Like that's what we need to see him doing, man. Like he needs to take some shrooms. What I was thinking. He needs to go (laughs) on a Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, He needs that A Rod. He needs to go on a retreat somewhere and get out of his head, man. Like, what's wrong with him? Also, I'm annoyed about like a lot of people called speaking to Aaron Rodgers, him A Rod now. Like, yeah, I, don't I don't like, like that. that like, there's one A Rod. Like, I hate to say it. Like, for better or worse, there's one A Rod. You he's, know, he's been A Rod though. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. They, they've it, been calling. But him now that. it's in the New York media, and it's just like they're like, did she what A Rod said about the Jets? It's like, why is A Rod talking about the? Oh, that A Rod. Yeah, what does he want? You know, like, and well, uh, well who's a better A Rod? That's a that's a great question. So I'm thinking like, what is, I mean, right. you're you're you know rooting for um you're not rooting, but you're you're well, Aaron for... gets the edge over the fact that he hasn't got caught cheating, right? True. I mean, forget caught cheating. And, he hasn't cheated. I don't believe like, uh, he's not cheating on a level that a, yeah, a- Rod, that I mean, that Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, uh, Alex Rodriguez has cheated. Yeah, fair. Multiple times. I don't know. I I but then you could argue a Rod gets the nod over just for the naming rights because he's, he's got nothing OG. less. He's got nothing else. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to, uh, to the Hall of Fame. Sure, yeah. Also, Alex Rodriguez, people would be like, oh, who's he? And you're, you're like, A-Rod. They're like, oh, A-Rod. Oh, why didn't you say that? I can't tell you how many times. I'm like, I had Alex Rodriguez on. He's like, who's that? I was like, A-Rod? And they're like, oh. He's a, he's a more famous for the name A-Rod. Right. But in terms of better for the sport, I'm, I definitely got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say wins Jets. Alex Rodriguez has done like more of a celebrity kind of expansion into his life of things like that. For sure. But Rodgers has a fair share of like celebrities that he's dated and things yeah. like that. He's got a pretty hot list of yeah, the former Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Game girl. of Thrones. He was a yeah. the Jeopardy that he did the Jeopardy hosting. So yeah. I guess they both kind of dipped their toes. Also, the water, Pat so. McAfee man, uh, giving him that content. Yeah. Uh, one makes me think that A Rod's going to take uh, where all these other guys are going to broadcasting. He's going into podcasting. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, hundred percent. He's going to make a deal with Pat. The minute he's done on that field, he'll be on his version of the Pat McAfee show. If not just the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Well, Pat McAfee's on ESPN now. Right, right. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. It will he will become a part of that fabric uh in that in that realm. YouTube live podcasting. Cause that's why they uh the, everybody's trying to figure out YouTube, right? Right. And there's people that do it better than these big companies now. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why ESPN signed Pat is to try to figure out that niche. Um, so look, like I, when I look around the football landscape, there's Kyle Shanahan with the best comment I've ever heard in my life about uh, the Trey Lance trade. So uh, Trey Lance, as you all know, was traded to Dallas for a fourth rounder. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan said, I've done better trade-ins at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> And if anybody's ever frequented or went to a GameStop, that $60 game you just bought, they'll give you like five bucks for it. Yeah. Literally. So it's it's crazy. It's a hell of a company, GameStop, for sure. And the fact that they're still around is a, is, is a modern miracle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with all the stock things and people just <laughs> investing in that. The, yeah. yeah the, so they haven't done anything. They haven't changed the way they operate yet, but they have an insane amount of money. Yeah. So they just don't know what to do yet. And I've talked to some employees from GameStop and they're just like, yeah, we're, we're waiting to see what we're going to do. Like, honestly, our CEO talks to us a lot. Uh, they're thinking about investing it in their employees, thinking about doing all these different things and creating different businesses and investing it back into businesses. But uh, truly, they, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, but they got money. Yeah. So it's a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, What's your takes on Trey Lance, that whole debacle in Dallas on Dak? I mean, I think everybody looks bad in it. Uh, I'll start out with I think Trey Lance stinks. I don't think he's a good quarterback. Mm. I think that – and it's honestly through no fault of his all. This guy has not played real football in four years now. Since 2019 is the last time he played more than a handful of snaps. He's got, I believe, 103 NFL snaps that he's taken. His final year of college was the COVID year in which he played one game at North Dakota State. Mm. Like Those are the primetime developmental years, and he just didn't get them, partially through injuries, partially through other factors, things like that. But I think he kind of missed the window to have those growing pains as a player, no. and, and then that, that kind of puts you in a rough spot. Now, on the other hand, I don't think this is a good move by the 49ers because – now you're really saying Brock Purdy's the guy. Yeah. You traded three first-round picks to even get this guy in Trey Lance, that you're just swallowing the L on that one, that I don't think it's a good move there. I, I like it from the Cowboys' perspective of, like, it's a buy-low kind of move. Why not? Of course. But you're also just stirring the pot with Dak Prescott and all those things. So yeah. I honestly think it's a pretty lose-lose move overall. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, acquiring Trey Lance is, is kind of a, a losing, <laughs> losing scenario. He hasn't really done much. But I don't think it does anything for Dak. I mean, Dak obviously has that job clearly uh, solidified. Who's I was trying to look, look that up. Who's who's their, uh, their third quarterback, or who was their backup before? Cooper Rush was the guy last okay. year who played pretty well. He did. He yeah. was very good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. No, I, I doubt Trey Lance missed any playing time. Um, you know, maybe there's some blowout games or something. I think the Cowboys have a great offense. Um, to be honest with you, I think Tony Powers stepping up is going to be a huge. They still got some good weapons um on, on dallas so you know maybe he can get some garbage some garbage minutes but uh you know i don't think he's gonna sniff any real playing time even if that gets hurt I, I doubt i doubt he gets the, the second the second quarterback position yeah it's definitely more of like a flyer of like a you know a fourth round pick for a guy that was the number three pick is a pretty crazy buy low move that could pay out and they jerry jones could look look like a potential genius with it but mm-hmm. i just i don't see it with trey lance i think you're kind of just bringing on a problem by by bringing him in and just I do think as much as it's for sure Dak's job, that's still a little moment of like looking over his shoulder. It's like, why did yeah. they feel the need to do that? So 
And that's kind of been the the Cowboys Achilles heel is going for the splashy move and not just sitting back and letting things develop. So I don't know. I'm, I'm okay with it from an Eagles perspective is that of course. I think it's just bringing in more issues in that, that locker room. Yeah, no, I, I want to get a little funny here. Uh, Joey Gallo. Um, he's an ex Yankee now on the Minnesota twins. Uh, you know, he's got as many home runs as he does hits. Uh, you know, he's uh, up and down, but the funniest thing ever happened. Minnesota's scoreboard operator is the king of just trolling people. And so Joey Gallo was playing against the Rangers and what they put as his fun fact or his stat was he took the Rangers pitching coach, Mike Maddox's niece to the prom. Also, that means it's Greg Maddox's uh, daughter. But like to note that the coach, the pitching coach on the other team's niece went to the prom with Joey Gallo is the ultimate troll in the world. Oh, you know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the ultimate trump card of like, there's yeah. no coming back. Yeah. That. That, that's you just... can't say nothing. Yeah. Like I got your niece. Like, how's that feel? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, wow. uh, but they, yeah, Minnesota is known for finding things like that. Uh, they're only, the only thing better than that is like the Atlanta Braves or, uh, uh, organ organist. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call him? Like the piano person, the organist. Or- organist. Yeah. Uh, organist. Like when, <laughs> when Pete Alonzo comes up, they play the family guy theme because nice. they think he looks like Peter Griffin. <laughs> So that's body shaming, but if you ask Pete, but they find the funniest things. They'll play like uh, Spice Girls. They'll they'll do anything when the up and the the away team's coming up. And I I just think that I like that stuff, man. I don't know. I think it's gamemanship and also like it's home field advantage. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know. Agreed. I seen. Uh, I, I don't know if you posted. Somebody posted with the bat skins. Yeah, with the pencils and the crayons. That's, that's pretty dumb. I mean, I'm just going down that path because it's talking about things that are making baseball exciting. I'm always yeah. trying to find ways to make baseball exciting because I don't watch baseball. <laughs> so, you know, those things is what would, you know, bring me on if there was, you know, intro music, like the trumpet time. Man, I love I love that. Yeah. Unless yeah, you're doing yeah. that. Um, any type of, you know, the bat skins look dope. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is it, exciting. It, it definitely um, for one Little League World Series. That was cool. Like seeing uh, PA team in it. And then also like seeing the Phillies cheering them on. I mean, granted they lost, it was a heartbreaker, but those games are really cool. And like I said, the skins uh, looked awesome. I wish that was, I like it better than just the pink and blue bats for mothers and father's day. Like do, do something more unique, you know, but also home run derby. Why can't they have those skins too? Yeah. You know, I know they get crazy bats for the home run derby. Like Pete had these spray painted bats and stuff like that. But yeah, those skins were dope. I would, I would like them to stay around. But then, of course, we'll find out that they're using that for an edge or something, and then all the fun will be ruined. I do but, think baseball is making a little bit of a, a comeback as like the the fun sport. Like I, I think the pitch count has or the pitch clock has helped a lot, and I feel like like they're doing a better job of marketing everyone from players to yeah. teams. Like I feel like they're growing in that area, which was, in my opinion, their biggest deficit in the yeah. past. Like you look around at these other leagues, and you can name the big stars. Baseball was never that way. I feel like we're starting to hear more about the Shohei Otanis, the Aaron Judges, the Bryce Harpers. Like those guys are starting to be more public figures on just the general sports fan, which I think is a massive win for the sport. And, I would agree. Yeah. And finally, if you want to talk about a fun moment, an umpire was ejected from a minor league game in New York City. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, at umpire? All. An umpire was ejected. He, he, he decided to take matters in his own hands. He put his hands on the player while they were arguing. 
And the other umps were like, yo, you got to go. Yo, but the best part is like, it's not like he goes down the clubhouse steps or whatever. Like he has to walk all the way out to the outfield to his car. <laughs> you can see it on camera? Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. So he literally has to walk all the way off the field. Like, and everybody's just, the fans are going nuts. And like, as a player or anybody who's ever been in a position where umpire is getting the best of you, like, that's a great feeling. Oh, like, yeah. But also, scoreboards like players one and umpires a thousand 10 million or something you know so but to see that is it's kind of exciting like you know the umpires are losing a lot of authority uh you know there's a lot of talk about uh if i could sit on my couch and know it was a strike why are we still relying on some old man to tell me it's a ball or strike like it's not fair to the guy no like have him there for optics and have him there as a well, clearly the you know it's wrong or something like that. Like I'm cool like to have the guy behind the plate or or there as the authoritarian. Um, but it's got to be a, a automatic strike zone now. It's got to be. Uh, well, there's still the moments where that swings a game where there's yeah. a strike three that it shouldn't be and stuff it's, like that. Yeah, that it's that, happened in Philadelphia. It's yes. happened in City Field for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's yeah, it, it's devastating. And I know the umps don't want to be put in that position, but also like you're not losing your job. Like robots aren't going to take over. And if they do, like tennis does it the best. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Like they just they handle it the right way. They have real umpires, but if somebody challenges it, they look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, I do think that's coming with the yeah. the 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 strike zone is come. the number one thing yeah. that like even like the base pass stuff stuff like that like I, I I think umps are absolutely fine with. There's enough like room for human error there, but yeah. the strike zone is the biggest thing. Yeah, and some of these moves are you got to think of it from the owner's perspective and stuff like that. Like some of these moves are strictly because of. Uh, they know they have to use that as a bargaining chip with the players one day. Yeah. So maybe five years ago, if players threaten strikes, they're like, we'll give you robot umps, <laughs> you know? We'll get old but, CBA. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, this is The Divide live on Fox Sports The Gambler. I want to thank Bert, Corey, Ty, more importantly, Ty, for, sure. for, for doing this most amazing thing. Uh, our guest of honor, Sean Bernard, and... Uh, Sean was like, hey, that's an old picture of me. (laughs) Uh, And uh, the man behind the scenes doing it while working as a firefighter right now. um, Germ. And also the EMTs that came to make sure I didn't have to revive Ty. (laughs) That was my biggest fear, man. But uh, this is The Divide Live on Fox Sports The Gambler. Uh, uh, Stick around for Tim O'Keefe and Balls, Bats, and Bets. Good night, everybody. Peace.